people are more afraid of my people are genuinely afraid of my iguana when I bring it to the ring and as they should be because he's not a good boy I I have no control over him when he's out there he he will tear somebody up well oh, oh, no, I'm going I'm, I, I know what I'm going to do <laughs> buy, buy a ticket all the way in the back in the bleacher seats I yeah that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah as y'all know it's just another great day a great day to get real with your guy ronald e smith and my guest today oh you think you know her but i don't think you fully do but it's my job to tell you because i'll tell you this much she is more than willing to tell you all about her she's a pro wrestler a valet but also, but also too, a three-time lizard mom. And now that's dope. Let me introduce the one and only Bryce Campbell, AKA Jane Jurassic. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing really well. I'm, I'm blessed right now to speak to you. So it's going to be a good day. Oh, thank you so much. I believe that you are, you definitely have more to tell for you, not only your fans, but also the people that love you the most. <laughs> um, I would hope so. I try. I try to stay very connected to my fans. Um, sometimes it's it's kind of hard with crazy people in the inbox, but I try to have as many outlets as possible. Like I think I have more than the average person, at least, to re- to have ways to reach me, and then like on a personal level and then some people really try to ruin it for others and I'm like ugh. <laughs> with that though I would love just to know for you this question is for yourself who is Bryce Campbell hmm that's a pretty deep question let's go come on let's do it <laughs> um when I started wrestling it was the awkward 2000s 2005 era to like 2015 when women weren't allowed to have a personality really and everyone kind of looked exactly the same and were told to look the same and act exactly the same and I had been getting hired places and top top of the line promotions like what you see on tv and things you are watching on tv and i was originally had a tryout sorry my dog is freaking out if you can hear that um (laughs) i had a tryout at one place where i was meant to replace somebody that was that's still kind of making appearances here and there and it was someone that I had been a huge, huge fan of. And I loved her to death. And I was like, this is tragic right now. But you kind of gotta gotta do what you gotta do at the same time. And it's not like she didn't know she was going to be replaced anyways. So it was okay. It wasn't too bad. 
And then I got a rejection that was simply based on the color of my hair at the time, which was just exactly how they had asked it to be. And then another girl was just like, you know what? I don't like her hair color. And if she comes here, I'm, I'm walking. And that was it for me. Did she have like a big pull in the company? Yes. Wow. And all because and, of your hair? Yeah. And like my heartbreaking thing was for this other person, she was like my childhood idol. And I was like, I love her so much. And she she meant like everything to me. And I was like, I can't wait to meet her. Like, I just want to tell her like how much I respect her. And I only took a glance at her and she hated me. And I was like, oh, what did I do? Even though I had had a great time with my stay there, I had made so many like top tier friends just by like being me. And that's really like all the advice I really needed from the actual girls there they would just say just keep being yourself and eventually things will probably get better here things are starting to get a little bit better here and you know things won't always be the same here like some stuff is starting to change and it's good but it's it's still not ready yet yeah the old saying is you know Never meet, never meet your heroes. Never meet your idols. You know, yes, they'll, they'll always disappoint you. Yes, exactly. And I, that I, I can imagine, you know, like growing up, you're watching someone, and you're like, oh, I can't. I, I want to be just like you. You inspired me. And the day you meet them, you're like, oh, I'm gonna just, I want to learn from you. Or I just want to tell you thank you. You know, because you, you, you got me to where I want to be. And the day you meet them, poof. Yup, exactly. So I, I can imagine that, that that was like a very crushing moment for you for that. I had only two, like two women in WWE that were still alive, really, or still on television. And I was like, these, these are like the two women that are, are like everything. And like growing up and just being like, wow, this is this is so cool and being like a teenager and whatever and i was just like wow these these girls are it besides and that one besides that one person can, can you name the other uh, the other wrestler you looked up to um china of course yeah okay yeah because she's she's just so badass yeah you know she at like, that time she, she she was one of the top stars not not just women wrestlers but just top stars yeah it, it didn't even matter if she was a woman or not like people were just like damn exactly like just the fact that she was a woman didn't even come to into the equation yeah people didn't like categorize her like oh yeah she's the woman's wrestler like people are just like damn look at her go it felt normal like and i think that that's the best part when you when you care about a wrestler you're, you're not even thinking about their gender or where they should be placed exactly you, yes. you're just like they belong here because they're that good yeah Exactly, exactly.
And you're absolutely right too. How we have we have evolved and we're learn and we're growing in the sport and wrestling, especially with women. I mean, look, a couple of days ago we just had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair headline WrestleMania. That the second time that's happened now. You know who who would have known back when we would ever come across those ideas? Yes, I remember when I was there. Um, like someone like Rhea Ripley would have never even been considered, like to be on WWE programming like the short hair wasn't it tattooed women weren't it and now like look at all the cool girls we have now like it's amazing if we could step back a bit and rewind the clock who were you as a child growing up oof I was not allowed to watch television at all when I was a kid so I didn't see anything unless I was at like a friend's house or something. Do you, but, rem- do you remember <laughs> your first wrestling show? Like the first one you watched on television, even at that time? It was, it was probably like some of that like classic stuff where you were watching like the rock and stone cold on TV. And then I was just, you know, you're just watching it and stuff. You don't really care. It's just something that's on. And you're like, yeah, this is really cool. But I didn't really, like, sink myself into it as a child. But then, like, high school hit. And I was like, some something particular was happening. And they were advertising it really heavily. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. I was like, I was like I'm really going to, like, watch this right now. And... I don't, I don't remember what the reason it was the the show was so good. I don't even remember why I was watching it in the first place. Like I have no idea what they were mar- trying to market. That was so important to watch. I have no idea. So I guess, I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> the, the rest the show was so good. I didn't, I don't even care about. You lost, right? You just lost yeah. the whole thing. Yep. I don't even know. Like, my my little child brain like my teenage brain was just like okay (laughs) what (laughs) i was supposed to do what i was supposed to buy into what crap now (laughs) wow that's that's cool though and then so to give you some background on how hilarious this is going to be to picture me i had hair like the girl from hotel transylvania and i will yeah (laughs) and i wore these marilyn manson white contacts every day pitch black makeup black lipstick piercings that i still have to this day um like full latex every day black outfit every day like everything black just full 100% goth emo girl chains. And how old were you? I was like 16 or something, oh, or yeah, probably, probably a little age. bit younger, yeah, like yeah. 15 to 16. And I was just like this graveyard queen. This was the way I looked. <laughs> how, how did your parents feel about all that? My dad was very supportive of me. Oh, there you go. My dad would go to concerts with me and he let me put eyeliner on him. Now so that's a dad. He, that, that's yeah. a pop right there. 
my my dad is the most supportive person in the whole world <laughs> like i i can't even tell you how cool my dad <laughs> my dad is the best so like i used to wear my eyeliner where it like started at your eyes or it started like at your above your eye because i i'm puerto rican so i shaved my eyebrows off and my eyebrows were like on my forehead at the time now they're in a normal place but at the time they were like chilling up on my forehead so my eyeliner started on my forehead and then came all the way down and it was supposed to look like I was crying so it was like running down my cheeks and my dad was like okay <laughs> as, as I'm all dad, for it as a dad would look at that yep and then I'm watching wrestling for whatever reason whatever that marketing shit was that drew me in it was like when celebrities were like guest starring or whatever yes and i was like here i come watching some bullshit <laughs> and my dad was like why the fuck are we watching wrestling right now okay <laughs> this is cool can, can, can you remember then at while you were watching wrestling because i i did well, looking you up, I did see also that one of the ones that you did love watching the most too was JBL, you know? Yes. Okay, Formerly so Bradshaw. I, I turned on the, the show and then I was just kind of with it. I was just like, eh, okay, cool, whatever. I'm on, I'm on like my flip, my clamshell razor phone. And I'm like, y'all, this is kind of cool. And then JBL came on the screen and I dropped my phone <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> "Look at you him!" Was a fan of him? Like, were, were you a fan of him when when he was a part of the APA? No. <laughs> how how did that connection go? Because during that time, JBL was one of the biggest heels of the time. I know, and I looked the way I looked, and all my idealistic men that I was in love with were like, I don't know, like fully head to toe face tattoo to feet tattooed men and I was like ah. <laughs> and I I was in the middle of texting one of my best friends at school and I because we were watching this together and my my best friend at the time his name was Dwayne and he had dyed his hair every single day since middle school to look like Jeff Hardy. And he had just started to grow some facial hair. <laughs> and he was, he was like just hitting that sweet zone of puberty where the facial hair was coming in nice. So he was doing the tiger stripes on his face. And then I was, we were talking about it as I was watching it and he was like helping me learn. And like my boyfriend at the time was getting mad because I was calling Edge the Edge. And I was like, this guy's, I was like, the Edge is on TV right now. The Edge is on television. <laughs> oh my goodness. And my boyfriend was like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Just like, Edge. Yeah, that's what he was saying. And I'm like, whatever, he's kind of cool. <laughs> and he's like, at least you think he's cool. That's a I'm going to help to help you learn more. And I'm like, yes, please do. I love all, of, I love everything that's happening right now. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm texting, and then JBL came out to like his shenanigans, As bell ringing music, and the limousine and everything. Right. And he got out of the car, and I dropped my phone, and I was like, Dad, I'm in love. 
<laughs> and my dad was like, what fucking tattooed piece of shit I gotta look at now? Whoa. <laughs> Clean cut. Aristocat. Wall Street. JBL. Yep. And my dad was like, things are changing. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, I don't have to worry about what bum from the ghetto you're taking home, huh? And I was like, what? What about tattoos on guys? I don't care anymore. <laughs> was it just the way he was? The way his he gave off the, the swag he gave off that just oozed you in? I don't know. That he got in the ring and he beat the shit out of everyone. And I was like, yes. <laughs> He beat the t- he beat the tar out of like Eddie Guerrero and like Undertaker. Yes, I I did go back and watch everything that he had ever done, and was like, I was watching him like deliver those clotheslines and that big boot, and I was like, there's so much power and force and everything behind it, and I was like, I was big simping. Wow. I was I was simping hard. I was like, eventually Twitter became a thing, and I was like. The Miz was like the very first person on Twitter. And then everyone followed suit. It was like, I was like, fucking JPL has a Twitter. I'm gonna sign up and here's my username. It's Mrs. Layfield. Okay. Cause I'm a fucking simp, whatever. And then he followed me back. Wow. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh my gosh. So that was cool. <laughs> Look at that. Tell yes. you the dreams can't come true. Look at this. Right? And then I actually got to meet him when I went for that, like, tryout. And, hey, if that girl didn't like me, he liked me. So, hey, that's all I needed. How did that feel? That, that, that moment that you got to meet your idol? Like, how did that feel? I I was so shy. I barely said a word. <laughs> <laughs> After all my big simping, I barely said a word. And then he was like, you coming to the next show? And I was like, yep. And then me and my friends drove like six hours from Boston (laughs) down to like Maryland or something. And I was like, they were like, are you kidding me? And I was like, he said I should come. So let's go. But we had an amazing time. (laughs) Just yourself meeting the person that you were idolizing and you you just said it. You were dumbfounded and you were just lost in the stars through through all that. But when was the moment for you when it clicked that I want to do this? Like, I really, really want to become a wrestler. It was definitely watching him on TV. Mm-hmm. There was there was no real women on TV that gave me like the I want to do this vibe. I was like, they were really cool, but they didn't draw me in. But it was definitely JBO. I was like, look at him beating the fuck out of everybody. He didn't play around. <laughs> he did not. So what? So, so was it by the time you were about you were close to graduating that you that you were starting to become a wrestler? Did you try out? Not try out. Did you start uh, training to be a wrestler? Yes. Um, when you eventually discover independent shows, <laughs> as you do, of course. when you're trying to find out of like, when you're just sitting on your ginormous computer at the computer lab in school and you're like, y'all want to go to a show with me? I don't know, go to the WWE website and see what's coming. And then you find like 
local shows that are coming by accident and you're like oh I didn't know this existed and we were like so I had started getting into um like watching the older stuff because that's just kind of like my vibe like I'm I'm more of a past stuff than a current things person like people all my friends come over and they're like let me go through your comic book collection what's all this old shit and I'm like I don't have anything new I'm so sorry <laughs> like what what do you want to read that's new that all, all that sucks look at my golden age comic collection I'm like this stuff is in black and white I don't want to read it like <laughs> imagine having no taste so I got all these DVDs at like F1E because that's what existed at the time and there was some stuff creeping into Hot Topic, but it was like Edge and, or yeah, Edge and I don't, I don't remember who else it was. I think Jeff Hardy, because goth girls are all about him. And <laughs> yeah, they have like a, they have like a bunch of Jeff Hardy posters in the back and uh, girls were always big simping over the way he looked. And no one really cared what he did. It was just the way he looked. <laughs> it was like, because you could go over a girl's house and you'll find like a Jeff Hardy poster and oh, you'll yeah, be like, oh, you watch wrestling? What's wrestling? And you're like, <laughs> the guy the guy jumps off ladders and all, all buildings, but you don't care about that nonsense. It's like a picture of him jumping off a ladder and you're like, oh, you really like wrestling? No, what's that? Why do you have this poster then? I don't know. He was hot. There you go. There you go. Okay. Where'd you get that hot topic? Oh, okay. (laughs) I think a lot of wrestlers don't talk about too much, but some aren't shy to talk about it. It's not an easy career, you know. You know, there's. It's definitely not. Is there's good and bad? Very luckily, Mm -hmm. luckily, lucky. I've been very lucky in a lot of what I've done. Mostly, I want to say mostly to me because. But the difference between me and other people, at least from what I've seen and my own perspective, is that I'm a nice person. (laughs) And yeah, and I've only very recently realized that apparently being nice is hard for people. (laughs) And that's only something I've recently realized and I, I had no idea how hard it was for other people to be nice to literally anybody around them and even my trainers would be like you're too nice to people and now when I look back from like the 2000s to now I'm like well I'm going back to training soon and I'm not going to change literally with, with the guy that helped me get into training in the first place. And I'm not going to change literally any part of like who I am or what got me this far because I, I look back now and I realize that people just weren't cool to each other and they weren't cool to anybody around them 
do you think it was jealousy for some people like people being afraid to lose their spots and they don't want someone to take it from them um yes definitely that and then jealousy about people who've already made it and people who would even come in to help like help train like we would have I would be at like a school and I'd be working and then people would be rude to the trainers and the guest the guests coming in really? and he'd be like what the fuck I'm like that's why so, they're there though like the trainers yeah, know, and the guests are there to help you thank you for the common sense wow <laughs> so I would even backstage they'd be fucking rude and I'm like so anytime I come into anywhere I am a brings snacks kind of girl I I bake cupcakes or I bring a cake or whatever you know like I bring snacks that's just kind of what I'm known for like I am that girl that will bring snacks to the show or to training or to whatever like that's just who I am you know my dad has raised me to bring an offering and that's that's it that's just me how how have you been able though to keep that bubbly spirit you know in a business where you've seen it how people can break your hopes and just show you the dark side of people's humanity how have you been able just to keep you? i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. You do you do meet the good people that come in with the shitty people. Of course. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to make the make friends with the right people. And the right people have have either been like become my best friends over the years, like people I will like know until the day I die. And I think that's like what a lot of people would tell you when they're like giving like their hall of fame speeches or whatever like these these are like the people that you will know for the rest of your lives and then there's people that like i'll talk to on occasion like sometimes i'll hit up jbl and be like hey and then you know those those people don't really matter as much unfortunately and then you know you meet like and people you'll see like every couple years and you'll be like oh shit hey how are you and they're still good people right and then you'll meet you'll meet people when you're tra i've gotten to the point where i can look at somebody and know whether they'll make it or not really? how? it's i i don't want to say how because it's offensive <laughs> it's it's a really shitty feeling to to know this and to to hear it and see it and experience it. It's it's all in the way that they act and they look and they present themselves and they argue and they fight back and then their outlook on everything. And they're like, well, this is my first month here and uh, I'm already better than you. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, fucking, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, well, forget me, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you, when we would have, 
at our school when we would have like legends come in like taking like their their like blessed time to come and say you know hello even to our school like give us a small wave like and then you have like johnny fuckboy come on over and be like so it's my first day and um hey i'm better than you i just want you to know that i'm better than you and you're like wow wow (laughs) you're that gussy to to go like that man they are they really are and then you're like okay well i see you never came back after your first month's payment is that dang Mm -mm. so uh did your mom say that she wasn't gonna pay the second month and you had to figure out month two of payment on your own because let's see that's how that worked out for you the attitude doesn't go that far and people will people will people more experienced will break you down immediately of course like if you don't know respect from the get-go if you're the kind of person whose parents haven't taught you to be respectful or if you were unfortunate enough to not be blessed with parents that like have the time to teach you anything and you haven't learned it on your own it will either be beaten into you legitimately be beaten into you or you will never learn and you will fuck up and never attain anything and you'll just go like work and pull clothes forever and live in resentment and regret you know, they look back. Maybe I should. Maybe I should have been more humble and yep. be able to listen more. Or you'll grow into like that sixty-year-old man bitching with regret. Yep, and you'll be like, huh. "Nothing was ever my fault," and you're like, mm-hmm. "Exactly." Oh. Okay, Grandpa, take your medicine. I'm like, like fuck. Then that's even if you find a woman who'll deal with you being unrespectful. Very true. Be like, be like, what? You're gonna be disrespectful your whole life? Okay, so I guess you'll have nothing forever. But the one thing that you have not talked about, and I think I just gotta find out why, because everything's born from somewhere, and I think this is the perfect time to ask where this came from. Jane Jurassic. Where did that come from? Oh my gosh. Um. Well, in high school, I was filming a show and it lasted until, it lasted off and on until college where I was wrestling and training. Um, so I, I started off in high school when MTV made came, if you, this is so old. It's all I right. Think, so, I don't that, even think they make that show anymore. They I started you, off YouTube has that now, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. So I started off filming made and they wanted to make me from a goth girl into I wanted to be made into a football player because I had a big crush on Tom Brady. And yes. <laughs> I know, right? And they were like, they looked at me and they were like, You like Tom Brady? And I was like, don't judge me. <laughs> I was like, you have no idea of the man of my dreams. That's he wears true. a Stetson. Yeah, Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, you have no idea. I was like, Tom Brady's just a crush compared to like 
everything else going on in my life okay i was like you have no idea and they were like what do you mean i was like we can't we don't have enough time in the world so that was that and they were like would you settle for being a cheerleader and i was like no yeah okay (laughs) so that happened and then they had my records on file and they called me up like a couple years later after I graduated and they were like we were looking for more talent to be in what was it um true life because they go on past casting records and they were like you doing anything interesting now and I was like no (laughs) I was like I'm just in college now what do you want and they're like, we need someone who is doing literally any of these things. So I was like, I have a bunch of lizards now. And I had just been in the mall one day and I was like, oh my God, I love these lizards. And I had always wanted an iguana since I was like, I don't know, four maybe, like just old enough to express words and be like here's a coherent sentence on how much I would like this little Godzilla thing and here is a three page paper on how I will take care of it myself oh I I was big on writing how much I wanted this thing and my mom still said no (laughs) I had taken her to the pet store where they had a full iguana and it was a full adult iguana and it was just free roman it was massive and she was very terrified of it and she said no of course and this went on until i gave up and my child brain forgot about it completely and she threw out my three-page dissertation on how i deserved an iguana and that was that so one day the pet store got in a bunch of iguanas and I was not old enough yet to purchase an iguana but my best friend who makes all my ring gear still to this day we're still best friends yeah she she went on to we went to separate schools and she went to a fashion college and ended up working for Betsy Johnson and she still has time to make my ring gear and shit so that's cool and like now now back in high school she had older sister and i was just standing outside the pet store with my ex and i was like oh my god we need someone old enough and he knew this girl walking by with her sister and he was like she can go in the pet store with her sister and get it for you and I was like yes I was like here's the money get me this one I'm gonna take it home and I'm gonna name it Bradshaw of course why why didn't I think why didn't I think you wouldn't name it that so I had this I had her pick out the sickliest one because I'm an idiot and I thought I was gonna nurture it back to life I did not it died but I loved it anyway and I gave it a last couple days that was awesome sauce and we went back and i i cried at my dad with my little dude in a shoebox and i said please daddy i need him 
And my dad took me back to the pet store and we picked out a nice little egg. And like 16 years later, I now have an iguana named Colbert. Colbert? <laughs> yes. So he, he got named after Stephen Colbert. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yes. And then a bunch of my friends had other ones. And then they were like, one of them was um, rats. I don't even remember their names. But why lizards, though? You know, why of, of all of all animals because normally people will say dogs cats why i do lizards? have a dog i mean i heard him i remember out loud <laughs> but that's the normal the quote-unquote normal but like your love for lizards like we're like why them um i don't know i've always loved lizards they just they they, they just caught your eye and you're just like yep oh john stewart he had my my iguana had another little lizard friend named John Stewart. John Stewart? Yeah. And then my my other friend, her iguana's name is John Oliver. And then there's also a bearded dragon named Trevor Noah. Ah. <laughs> so we have like the whole nightly set. So then who takes care of your animals when you when you have to go out and wrestle? My mom. <laughs> And now, isn't that ironic? Isn't that that she didn't want you to have them, and that she's the she one? She is not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's actually a pretty cool thing, right there. Sometimes I chase her around the house with them. Oh, leave your mom alone. Leave poor mom alone with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why he friendly? He's not friendly. And I'm like, why he friendly? He just wants to be hugged, and he's he's not friendly at all. And <laughs> he is a biter and a fighter, and he is not kind. He's he's gentle when he wants to be, but he's he's not a good boy. But I would like another lizard, so I, I another one. The, you, another yeah, one? I'm gunning for number four, so I want what is called an Asian water monitor. That's a thing. Yes, That's, it is. I, I feel like you just made that up. No, no. So it's called an Asian water monitor, and it is one step down from a Komodo dragon. One step below? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's is very it that? expensive. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, they're, they're typically like 8 to like 15 feet sometimes. Jeez. But... That's why I have a basement. And if we get all the Christmas crap out of there, I can make a room for him. You love so much about, clearly, about animals. And you have a big heart. But at one point, though, through your, and correct me if I'm wrong, at one point, through all this, you want you wanted to stop wrestling, though. Stop wrestling for, like... I want to say 2015 to coronavirus. <laughs> what happened? What what happened that made you say I just don't want to do this for right now? Um, a lot of depression and zero bookings because people people were just like, you were you know what well, we're not gonna do anything with women anymore. And 
you know, that's kind of happening again on television. Really? Yeah. If if you if you've kind of read anything, they stopped looking for women from wrestling backgrounds, independent wrestling backgrounds, or athletic backgrounds at all. And they're going to be. I mean, also luckily for me, they're going to be casting directly from Instagram and TikTok. So that so they're basically looking for the social followers and the and, your, and the people that follow them. Yeah, they're gonna be going back to like the old ways of casting because oh, they've said that um, instead of like doing the bikini searches and whatnot, it'll be like the social media searches. So it's basically it's it's the same thing but evolved into something else. Yes. That's crazy. That's crazy how that can happen. And their their reasoning they put out like like a, a notice to some people and some people saw it and put it out there. So it's like a little bit I think you could search for it. I think it's a little Googleable or whatever. Google Google and I think you could probably, if you like put in the right words, I think you could find it. Um, so basically they, they had said that the ratings for women were so bad that like they're just done with athletic women and women with wrestling backgrounds because they don't draw anybody. That's crazy. And I think it's completely the opposite y'all just don't know how to book anybody <laughs> like I, 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 you look at all of them like from impact to aew and wwe especially nxt are you telling me that none of them you can you can book right you can't market them well right and then you just let a bunch of awesome ones go yeah so, so i don't like uh, that that's that's really really upsetting to hear you know like it's definitely not the fault of the women no like it's clearly the fault somewhere else upstairs and then aew was getting hit by it too and then they were like well it's because women don't want to view the show and you're like no they they definitely do this is just men saying what women i'm like did any of these men giving their opinion on what women want to watch ask a woman (laughs) No, then shut up. And you, and you, for that, did, did, it did crush your spirit of continuing the, 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 this, 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 this career? Um, no, because this was just like a couple weeks ago or a month ago or something. And I was just like, I'm sure that someone will shut them up eventually. And I'm like, oh my God, I almost said Mr. T for some reason. Triple age. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say, are, 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 are you telling me that Mr. T plays part in this? Are, are, are you telling me M- Mr. He's, T he's a, is he, he, coming to beat them asses because he pities the fools who think this? He's the real MVP, right there. He re- he really is. I think what Triple H has going with, oh, maybe it was the T in Triple H. I don't know, whatever. And I think what he has going on in NXT is definitely where the future of anything on television is headed i believe that and that will be good eventually (laughs) 
I mean, if you look at how NXT is run, like the, they, they have, they have the best women than yeah. anything else. They have the best roster, the women roster on on any brand. And it's more entertaining than Raw or SmackDown. Oh, so. oh, don't, don't, don't even try Five to get months. me started. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> even try to get me started. Like it's half the time, it's it's like trying to stay awake on Raw. Like it's, I'd rather look at highlights than watch a whole three hour show. I still can't believe it's three hours. Like I don't know how that happened. I remember when I used to watch it, it was only two hours. And exactly. I was like, how the hell did they get when did they because i stopped i stopped watching after one of my friends got released and i i was like fuck it i don't care anymore and then like everything was the same storyline again and again and again and i was like you know i'm just and my friend got released and i was like you know what i'm i'm done watching this for now and then i just never really picked it yeah and i was like I, i didn't pick it back up after like 2015 to a few months ago like late last year i think and then i picked it back up and i was like hey john cena's gone this is great oh leave poor john alone leave leave poor mr cena alone out here see right i'm listening to you and you you clearly still have your love for this for this whole career whole passion of the career you know I do. I do. My my depression wasn't really I had some like family deaths at the time in 2015 and my whole life kind of tanked out at that point and nothing nothing in the world was good for me at that time. And I like I I stepped away from literally everything in my life and like wrestling just happened to be included in that. But in the meantime, I have, I had done so many wrestling charities with kids and adults and like everything. We had raised money for kids with cancer and women with breast cancer and things along those lines. And we, me and Jason Knight, who I'm still very close with and just incredible we all went up to oh and another close friend of mine her name is Aubrey St. John and you should definitely interview her one day because she's really amazing um we all went up to Massachusetts to work a free show for children with AIDS and it was it was definitely like one of the best life changing charity shows I had done, and I've been back there three times since not doing wrestling, but like I ended up establishing my own charity organization since the time I've been away, so I I have been productive in life at least since i've been gone i've spent the time doing that establishing a charity organization for kids and adults just you know anyone who needs us really and that was fun first off you know what about that last charity event you went to which you went back three times really opened your eyes to wanting to do something your own I have no idea. I never did any kind of charity stuff before. 
I was wrestling. So it's not like something that was ingrained into me to do charity work, but I just loved it. From my very first show was, I think, a breast cancer show. And I think we raised $32,000. And it was just a small house show. So it was crazy that we raised that much money. And unfortunately, it was a little bit late. And the woman had died anyways. So the money ended up being used for her family for her funeral and medical expenses that she was left with and then the next show we did was for a boy with autism and I met him and he was so huggy and awesome and really cool and I just loved him he was so cute and he was I don't know he was just so bright and happy and I loved that and then we didn't do any anything else because they were like we're wasting all our funds doing charity stuff and I was like but it's so fun <laughs> like why shouldn't we be helping other people they need the help and then I organized one for dogs and I was I was trying to adopt a chihuahua and I did. And then we did like a, yeah, cause you know, I'm not leaving nothing unloved and <laughs> I have so much love to give. I'm not leaving anything unloved except the people in my inbox that are being rude. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all stay unloved until the day you die. <laughs> So that's, that's how they're that's how they're gonna end up, and I don't care. So I got this chihuahua, and I was like, "Y'all need funding because <laughs> I got the hookup." And we ended up doing a charity show for raising money for the doggos, and that was fun. And there were so many puppies, <laughs> and I love them all, and. I ended up bringing one home with me and I was like, yay. Then we did absolutely nothing because they were like, we are wasting too much money bringing the ring places. And I was like, eh. So in 2015, when I stopped wrestling, I really had nothing going on in in any aspect. I was just in bed and depressed and I was going nowhere. I was doing nothing. I was, that was it for me. I was, I, my three count had come and I was just deceased. Like you, there, there was nothing. How were you able to cope with that during that time? I was not, <laughs> it, everything was, that was it. I had some friends and that was kind of it. So I had, um, I had some, I had like one person reach out to me and they were like, um, they, they were like, why don't you come do autograph signings at Comic-Con? And I was like, the fuck is Comic-Con? San Diego or New York? Nah, it was a small it doesn't even exist anymore. That's how small it was. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. So it was like, it was in Boston. Okay. So it was like Boston Comic Con. So they were like, why don't you come to Boston and sign autographs? And I was like, okay. So they were like, come do this. And I was like, looking into it, I had never heard of a Comic Con before or anything like that. But all I knew was like, Batista was going to be in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I had been texting with my friends and I was like, should I go see this? Because Batista's in it. I don't really know much about comics or anything like that. I've only seen like a couple superhero movies. Or it's like the Hulk or whatever. <laughs> so things that didn't really matter. You gotta watch the whole MCU team then. Yes. Well, I have now. I'm I'm like up on every single thing now. So Everything. times have changed. <laughs> and I was like, should I see this? I really like the talking raccoon. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, go see it. And then my life kind of started changing because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Now that's something to say. That a talking rack, a talking raccoon, a talking and a one-word and a one-word one tree change your life. Yes, it it really did. It really, really did. How? Um. So I went to go see this movie, and I was like, I fucking love it. And then this Comic Con happened. And they were like, we encourage people to dress up as comic book characters. And I was like, well, how the fuck would I do that? I was like, but my friend works for Betsy Johnson. So, ah, uh, <laughs> maybe she knows how I could do this. And lo and behold, she did. So you were cosplaying? So I was I was on my journey to start cosplaying. Hey. And my first cosplay I did with my chinchilla. His name is Elvis. And of course it is. So I got I got a squirrel girl costume all oh. done up. And that was my first cosplay. And we made that and we bought a bunch of fabric and we made that in one night in the hotel room right before the show. Wait, you said in one night? Yep, that's how good she is. Wow. N normally a good cosplay costume takes months. She can bang out anything at any time. <laughs> Dang, she got she got good skills. Yo, she does. She does. She's the best in the world. We, and, 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 and were you proud of that one? We, 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 when it was all yeah. done? It, it, won a con it won two contests before I retired it. Dang. Yeah, it's the best. Your friend and didn't then, play no games. No, she don't. She really don't. Once she once she gets into it, she's done. She's like, here you go. It's done. <laughs> I'm like, oop. I was like, okay. So we, we did that. And then I was like, my whole my whole big thing was like, I really wanted to be Rocket Raccoon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do we do this? How the fuck do we do this? And she was and I was looking into comic books at the time because I was like, because, you know, I like to go back and look at the history of things. Of course. And, you know, like just it being on the movie wasn't good enough for me. I was like, I want to I want to go back and see 
where all this originated from because it can't just be the movie. I want to see where it all started. You want to be basic. You want to actually get all the whole history. Yep. So I was like, I'm going to look look at the original stuff. And I found one of his very original concept designs and his original comic books. And I was like, this is it. This is the one I want to do. So we reached out to a couple people and we found some uh, some guy. I forget his name, but I have it written down. And this girl. So two pieces came from two separate people because I am blessed in various ways. Thank you, Jesus. And I got a top from this guy in the U.S. Air Force and the pants from another person, both in the Air Force. So I have legitimate, like, accurate clothing that Rocket's suit was based off of. And then she made the rest of it. And then we have gone on to win hundreds of contests. What about it? makes you feel whenever you're cosplaying and just going through all these events? The reactions of people and children is everything. Um, So I start, I just, I ended up meeting so many people at Comic-Con and I was like, what do y'all do with your costumes when you're not Y'all just sit around and wait for like the next like month to month, month, two months, three months. Like y'all just wait for the next fucking, what if we took all our costumes and every weekend or whenever they want, we just go to like the children's hospital or any events and we keep using our costumes instead of letting them sit in the closet and get dusty until we're waiting for the next Comic-Con. And everyone was like, what an idea. And I'm like, yeah. That's a great idea. So it became that instead of, you know, let's all like fucking sit on our ass and wait for the next Comic-Con. Let's just, let's go out there and see who needs us. Let's go out there and like bring superheroes and anime characters and TV characters and you know, like everything. Like, we've got everything from musicals, we got cats characters, we got Disney princesses, we got villains, we got Star Wars, we got got every single thing out there. We got every character you could imagine. We got like I don't even know what's like the most out there thing. We got like Ernest goes to Hollywood to fucking Wonder Woman. Like we got it all. What does it feel for you when you do put that smile on their faces? It's everything. It makes every single thing worth it. Like one time I I drove like eight hours to just visit a kid and you know, they, they actually, they really didn't care that I was there. They paid me no mind. They were just like, okay, hi, whatever, okay. And then I left. And 
the whole visit was like 10 minutes maybe because they just didn't care that I was there and I left and I got home that night and the mom had sent me a video and a voicemail and she was like oh my god like Jason hasn't stopped talking about you like he was so happy that you were here he's still talking like he went to bed he woke up three times and he was just talking how much he met you like and he's still going off he wants to see you again I was like maybe we can do a video visit this time and just say you're fighting crime I'm like I'm like oh my god he didn't really pay attention (laughs) and then we ended up doing a video session and instead of driving all the way out there and he was like sorry I was shy and I'm like oh no it's okay I'm like maybe I'll come back and I'll bring some superhero friends with me this time and he was like could you bring like the joker next time and I was like what I was like you want me to get him out of Arkham just for you and he was like if he could be nice and I was like I'll see what I could do look at that I was like okay he agreed to be nice just for like the day so if I bring him are you gonna talk to him and he was like, yeah, I'm like, you promise? And then he did have like a full like two hour conversation with the Joker. Oh, he wasn't playing. No, he was not playing. He was like, I did promise. He was like, I'm going to be brave this time. And our Joker actor is really good. So he came in like full smiles, actual like funny guy. So he wasn't, he wasn't scary. He was, he was really, he looked scary, but he was like really cool. So that, you know, all that makes it all worth it. My name is Ronald E. Smith. I'm speaking with Bryce Campbell. And I got to say, in this business, it could be so rough. It can crush your spirit. But just sitting down and chatting with Bryce and just hearing how it, for her, and how she touches more than just wrestling, how she wants to touch people and bring smiles to people's faces. It's hard to find people out there in this world like that. And it's a gem to speak this to you like this. <laughs> thank you. And just to close out as we can, I just want to again to thank you for giving me your time just for us to speak. In this world that we are in and the journey that you're also going towards, when it's all said and done, wherever you may be, wherever you may end up for yourself, when it's all said and done, how would you want to be remembered? Oh man. I I I really feel like I probably won't be remembered, but I'll be remembered in like those those like family pictures and be like, remember this when this happened. And wasn't that cool? And that's good enough for me. The one thing I love to do the most is ask my guests. They give the old, old so special shout outs. And at this time, we want you just to speak and give love to the people that have been by your side and have lifted you up when you couldn't walk anymore. So, Miss Bryce Campbell, I ask you, go on, show love to those people. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I definitely have to give it up for... Nicoletta Ringwalker. She is the best. She's she's definitely one of those people that I will 
like know until the day I die. I met her the first time I met her, like I knew we were going to be best friends. And then, you know, we became family. And Jason Knight, like we could go months without talking. And then I'll call him crying over some dumb shit. And he'll be like, who the fuck I got? Whose ass needs a beating now? And I'm like, everybody. (laughs) Just everybody. I'm like, this guy, he broke my heart. And he's like, I'll kill him. That's a friend. I know. I'm like, I'm like, you don't know. I'm like, this guy, fucking, I thought he was the one. He's like, I'm gonna, I guess I'll kill him then. There's no other, there's nothing else I can do. I'll kill him. I'm like, he's the one. He's, he, Jason is the ride or die. Like, there's, there's always people you meet in the business. There's people you meet anywhere in life. And then, you know, there's there's people that you you will like legitimately when they pass, you won't know what you'll do without them. My name is Ronald E. Smith. This right here is Bryce Campbell, AKA Jane Jurassic. And y'all, I think we just got real. Thank you very much. Like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you again. Peace.